I wanted to wear a really pretty dress today, but I did wear a pretty dress. It's a Muslim dress, and uh, this is my Valentine's dress. Okay. All right, the word compassion. We're going to talk today about a little bit about compassion. Now, in Greek, this word is splachnizomai. Very good. Ah, it's in the middle voice, so it's reflective. Ha, ha, ha. She's not proud. <laughs> Did you know that, Cal? <laughs> All right, don't worry, I don't know very much Greek. I just took a little bit. I just, it's like Spanish, so I can remember it. All right, so compassion is to be moved deeply. Compassion has the word uh, passion in it. <laughs> so it's more than a feeling. It's like, okay, so I was trying to understand what this means. Uh, it's like, um, you know when you fall in love and you see that person walking in the hallway and you see that person and you kind of like get sick. <laughs> Y'all know what that means? That's what compassion is, okay. Or it's a feeling like um, if you go to the hospital and somebody comes in and they have, they're bleeding, they have blood all over them and you're, you kind of get sick in your stomach, that's what compassion is. It actually makes your entire brain and your body uh, feel something very, very strongly. I, didn't, I, was, I had told you I wasn't good at I was going to say two sentences about it. Very good. Okay. All right, next. Compassion is a verb. You have, oh, and so what happens is when you feel that, you have to do something. Either you fall in love with the girl or the guy, or you want to run and, and help the person you see with blood all over them, right? All right, so Jesus says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. So it's not a suggestion. It's actually a command, which means we have to uh, make a decision. It's our choice. Am I done? Almost. Oh. <laughs> so what's the theme for the faith promise today? Love serves. Very good. You're done. <gasps> yeah. Bravo. So once a month, we celebrate uh, the Lord's Supper here at the church. Uh, and remember the time when Jesus, with the disciples, stood up, took off his outer garment, and then he took a basin of water and a towel, and he actually began to wash the disciples' feet. That was the job of the humble servant, but the people that organized that event, Peter and John, forgot to hire a servant. So nobody was there at the door to wash the feet, so Jesus did the humble thing. And he took the basin of water, and he took the towel, and uh, he washed uh, their feet and dried them. So towel and basin, that really should be the symbol for Christians. No powerful sword or army or… The, the symbol for Christians is that we serve with a towel and the basin. In Matthew 9, the word compassion that my, my wife referenced in the original Greek, she met the original Greek. Uh, when we saw the crowds, Jesus had compassion. That's what Jesus experienced on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. This is my wife and I in the Sahara Desert. Love serves. We celebrate the fact that today we'll talk about the Nazarene family. We praise God for the Assembly of God, the Baptist, independent churches. We praise God for all the body of Christ. We're just one small segment, but today I'll give you a little report on your little segment. 
the Nazarene family, 164 world areas, and that's thanks to World Evangelism Fund, which we, uh, the acronym is WEF, W-E-F. Here's our district secretary and his wife. Uh, they visited us uh, on the donkey. No, on the camel. You can also go by elephant if you prefer. We have si over 600 missionaries worldwide and 10,000 volunteers this year on short term, six months or three weeks or whatever, who said, yes, I'll go. This is the country we served in, people celebrating the Quran. They get dressed up once a year and celebrate their Quran, marching in the streets. Our challenge is to take the gospel to every single person in every nation, in every single culture within that nation, every language within that nation, every generation. We celebrate 2.7 million Nazarenes as we march toward 3 million. Just in Africa alone, in a 40-year period, our Nazarene family grew from 22 to 707,000. There's more Nazarenes in Africa than in the USA. Every single week, our global family is increasing. Every week, we've had an increase during this 20-year period of over 1,000 people that joined the church. Every, every single week, it increased 1,000. Uh, every week, it increased 700 people in attendance, like this worship attendance like we have today. Every week, it increased 600 in small group discipleship attendance. And every week, we added 16 new churches. So even in spite of people that died or people that left uh, the church, we had this net increase week after week after week for 20 years running, but to the glory of God. We celebrate God's blessing on our family. In Cuba, uh, the superintendent, you can see him on the left there, Leonel, invited lay people across Cuba, Nazarenes, to get involved in church planting. And uh, there were 800 lay people that said, yes, we'll get involved this year. And they planted 600 house churches in one year. Uh, they're not allowed to build buildings or buy property, but we celebrate the house churches all across Cuba. Love serves. So what can we do to make a difference in our world? What can we do to help reach our world? And of, of the people that share your oxygen today, of the 7 billion people that breathe the oxygen that you breathe, how many of them have never heard of Christ or they don't really know uh, about the gospel? There's a red box there on that map. It's called the 1040 window. That's from the latitude 10 to latitude 40 north of the equator, which represents the area in the world where the people know the least about Jesus. And yet it's also a very, very populated area. It's two-thirds of the world's population. And these people are primarily uh, Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims, or atheists. Half of, the, half of the world's cities that are least evangelized are in that 1040 window box. It's also a place of tremendous poverty. 85% of the poorest of the poor live in that red box. We saw these children on the streets of India in Calcutta, took their picture, gave them some food. The very next day at a Nazarene district assembly, the platform was filled with children in one of our development centers. You can sponsor a child through the Nazarene church. We celebrate compassionate ministry. We celebrate what we do to help out, reach others because of love in, in practical ways. You've been following the news and you've seen that 25,000 plus have died and millions are homeless now in Syria and in, in, uh, in Turkey. A devastating earthquake on February 7th. Uh, a Nazarene lady from Syria who lives in Lebanon uh, gave us this testimony. She was back to Syria to get some papers she needed and here's what she wrote. Uh, they were on the sixth floor of the hotel when at four in the morning, the building shook terribly. 
Uh, we ran out of the room in my pajamas without shoes, passports, phone, money, or anything. We could barely keep our footing in the stairs as the glass kept falling on us. The wind and rain beat on us outside as we walked. Well, only the glow of the moon to reach a place where there were no buildings because buildings, of course, are the danger during earthquakes. She continues, a woman gave me a single shoe so I could stand on it. It was just horrible. We were miraculously saved, but I felt guilty and ashamed because others were killed, and I wasn't. She returned to her home in, in Lebanon. Nazarene churches in Jordan and Lebanon, and actually all over the world, but they're specifically there because they're nearby, are helping the Nazarene churches in Syria. My wife and I visited the Nazarene churches in Syria about uh, 18 years ago. Uh, and they're helping give food, clothing, and blankets. And we've chosen to give our offering this morning. The pastor and Kay have offered to give us a gift for preaching, so we're going to give that gift to Compassionate Ministries for this project. If you want to help with the Syrian and Turkey crisis, you can contact us, ncm.org, and it'll tell you uh, how, how to do that. But Compassionate Ministries is not something we do as a ministry on a Thursday or once a month or whatever. It's a lifestyle. Uh, my wife has taught me to have a bag with granola bars. Uh, so whenever we people are begging on the street, we at least give them a granola bar, maybe a little bit of water. Uh, my grandsons often get the granola bars as well. Now I need 10 volunteers to help me real quick uh, to demonstrate the population of the 1040 window. So 10 volunteers, come on. If we don't get volunteers, we don't ever get lunch. We never, we never dismiss. I've got two I've got three, four, bring somebody with you, five. Okay, I've got five, I need five more. Come on, any age, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, you guys just keep coming. All right, these ten people here, over here, we can all go over here together. Okay, these ten people represent, let's go back to the, to the PowerPoint again, if you would. I, oh, I'm one short, okay. Thank you. Okay, so two-thirds of the world. So let's let these three huskies here be. Uh, this, is, this is us. This is us. This is the 1040 window. Now, only one of the 1040 window is a Christian. Congratulations. We're very happy. So here we have... All of these people in the 1040 window know nothing about Christ. Now I need 10 more volunteers to stand right here, real quick. Yeah, come on, come on. Here we, do. here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hey, just stand right over here. That's good. One, two, three, seven, eight. Come on, you're included. Where we are. All right, we got you. Okay. Now, who are the that all the Christian missionaries of all denominations, all the Christian agencies? These are all the missionaries. It's a 1040 window. And brother who's visiting Venezuela, he's a pastor of Venezuela. Okay. Camines entre esos siete. Sigue caminando y lo vas tocando en el hombro. Esos siete. Mientras yo hablo. He represents one-tenth of all the Christian missionaries, and that's the percentage that's working in the 1040 window today. 
while 90% of Christian missionaries are working with right here. These three boys saved, one-tenth of Christian missionaries is over there trying to reach that 70% of the world's population. What's wrong with this picture? Okay. You can all be seated. I'm going to use in people of the nation again in just a moment. Good even though we, this is unreached world, they are, 1989, they estimate only four Christians in Mongolia. Today they estimate 10,000. In 2010, they estimated only 400 believers in Morocco. Today they estimate 25,000 to the glory of God. So what can we do? God's love compels us. There's three things we're going to do. First of all, we're going to pray. We have our prayer meeting this Thursday. Pray. Why do we pray? Well, we pray. Why do we pray? We pray because God doesn't know who's sick. And so we let God know so he'll do something. We pray because God isn't always very nice. But the more we pray, the nicer he becomes. Why do we pray? We pray because literally prayer releases God in a world where God honors human freedom. In Mark chapter 6, Jesus couldn't do the miracles he wanted to do because of the unbelief of the people in Nazareth. Our prayer makes a difference. When you pray for Cal and Sarisa, things happen in their lives. When you pray for missionaries, things happen. When you pray for your children, when you pray, literally, you're inviting God to be active in a world where God cannot move unless we invite him, unless we are participating with him, unless we are partners with God. God cannot do what God wants to do. So prayer is the most important ministry of the Lantana community church. It is. It's what releases God in all, of, all that we do. Prayer. It is the most important thing. The largest Nazarene church in the world, Cali Columbia, before COVID had 16,000 people in worship every Sunday. Six services started at 6 a.m. in the morning going to all day. During COVID, they had 50,000 people online every, every week. Uh, but they insist that their Wednesday night prayer meeting is the most important activity of the week. 5,500 people gather every Wednesday for prayer and fasting. Prayer is the most important ministry. After we, okay, pray. Pray for missionaries. The top picture, those are all Brazilian. See how good looking they are? Those are Brazilian young people, when I visited there, that were training to be missionaries from Brazil for the Nazarene church to other countries. They wanted to go from Brazil as missionaries. We praise God for missionaries. Pray for missionaries everywhere. Pray for God to send missionaries from every country to every country. But then also pray for national workers. These are four house church pastors in the country where we serve. Pray for these national leaders because national leaders, that's how God really builds the church, not missionaries. God builds the church through national leaders, to be honest. In China, when all the missionaries left, when Mao Zedong became the dictator, communist dictator, 3,000 pastors were killed in one day. All the Christian churches were closed, but the church became totally Chinese. All the foreigners left. And the Chinese Christians then became bold. Today, they estimate 10,000 new Christians every day. So when you pray for national workers, that's the secret, the national leadership. And then pray for the immigrants. We have global immigrants going everywhere. These are Syrian immigrants in the Nazarene church in uh, Amman, Jordan. They're Muslims, but they're getting food and clothing, but they're praying uh, to Jesus. And they're, be, they're taking communion, actually, in this, in this service. 
So pray for immigrants because we have a chance to evangelize immigrants when they visit other countries. We wouldn't always have that same chance in their own country. And pray for the internet. The Christian television ministry on the internet is a powerful tool in the 1040 window. So pray for missionaries, national workers, uh, pray for immigrant ministries, and then pray for the internet. After we pray, what do we do? We give. Why do we give? Because we are extremely blessed. The average family in Chad has $1.23 a week for food. The average family, $1.23 a week, for, that's a country in, in, in uh, Africa. In Bhutan, in Asia, the average family only has $5 a week for food. The average family in Ecuador has $31. Average family in Egypt has $68. And in Dero, USA, we estimate $342 a week for food. And you say, I don't spend near that much. Well, you're below average. Congratulations. But the average restaurants and food and groceries is, uh, we, we are extremely blessed. We really, really are. So I want my 10 volunteers again, the, the 10 that were over here that represent the, ten, the world population. Come again, if you would. Wake up the person next to you and, and send them back down here again. Okay. So I'm going to illustrate uh, quickly the, the world population. Okay, Cal is Mr. America, so you can flex. All right, thank you. All right, and, and uh, my son is South America. Uh, you're Africa. The two of you are the Europeans, and five of you represent Asia. When you add Indonesia with China and India, half of the world's population is Asia. Three of the world's population are uh, Christian. Two of you are Muslim. You're our favorite Buddhist. Uh, you're Hindu, you're the religions, you look kind of young to be the ancient religions. <laughs> the two of you have no religion at all, but still love you. Okay. <laughs> now, of these ten people that represents the whole world, five of them, one, two, three, four, five, live on less than five dollars a day. So I've got five dollars here. That's so these five, that's their daily income to survive on, these five. Three of them actually live on $3 a day or less. And the two of you, $2 a day or less. And what's really unfair, just that there's only $3 in the whole world, that that's all that's left. Mr. America has control of two of the three dollars. Well, we're so good looking. Look how good looking Cal is. Look how ugly the rest of them are. No, he's really smart. America, God bless America because we're, we're really brilliant. They're all Why has God blessed America? I believe God blessed America because our ancestors were generous with world evangelism. They weren't selfishly thinking of themselves, but they took some of what God gave them and they used it to send missionaries and to fund God's work around the world. But our generation has to make a choice. Are we going to spend it all on ourselves or are we going to be generous and spend some of the cash that God gives us to spread, spread the gospel to the ends of the earth? That's our choice. And I believe by blessing the gospel, we actually bless our nation. So it's kind of a selfish thing, but, but it's because God told us to. I'll get those dollars back. Thank you. <laughs> you can be seated. Round of applause for all the volunteers. Thank you. So today, our 
missionary leader, Kay, is going to ask us to make a faith promise to give something each week or give something each month for world evangelism. So just like you get paid or you get your income every week or every two weeks, give something for missions every week or every two weeks. Just like God blesses you, give. And don't wait to do it at the end of the year. Just get in the habit of every week, week by week, giving something for World Evangelism Fund. After we pray, we give. After we give, we go because it's time for lunch. Uh, so I'm going to invite you especially to think about the sons and daughters of Abraham. Uh, Jews are sons and daughters of Abraham. So are all the uh, Arabs. We are, by faith, as Christians. We're, this is my wife with one of our very close friends in the country we serve in. Uh, we, we're not going to win Muslims by debating or insulting or shooting them. <laughs> we're going to love them. Christ said, love them as you love yourself. This is a family, a Muslim family we've visited several times. Uh, every time we go, we have the joy of being with them, uh, building friendships and sharing Jesus. Since this picture was taken, Boasa on the left has, has passed away. And uh, so we would pray. Last time we were there, we gathered as a group, and I prayed in the name of Jesus for the whole family as they're grieving the loss of Grandpa uh, in their family. Uh, Arabs are known for their hospitality. On the left, you can see this fellow pouring tea in Morocco. When they, <laughs> when they pour the tea, they, uh, they, they try to get as much bubbles as they can. Uh, what do you call it? You know, the, 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 give it a head, right? Yeah, broth. Thank you. So, so they, 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 they pour it, and they pour it back into the pot, and they do it again, and that, they think that makes it taste better. Uh, so my wife has some tea from North Africa back there. So when you get your drinks, you may want to taste a little bit of mint tea. Um, this last week, I saw a picture, a picture of my wife that I took this last week when we were there. They had this huge, huge pot. One of the children in that family, Shwaib, we helped him start a little taco business. He just got married. Uh, he says, you know, one of these days I'm going to become a Christian. That's his, that's his joke with me every time he sees me, every time he sees me. Another one of the brothers, Khalid and his wife, Has, Has, uh, Khalid and Hyatt, Hyatt, yeah. Uh, Khalid and Hyatt, they couldn't have any children. Uh, all the rest of the family had a lot of children. And so we asked if we could pray for them in the name of Jesus. They said yes. And a year later, they sent a picture of little Omar. And the last time we were there, you can see Omar there sitting with me. He's a beautiful six-year-old. Now he has a little brother. So go across the street, as Kay would say, or go around the world. It's not either or, which is most important. No, it's both and. It's always both and. Across the street and around the world, it's both and. Love serves. Talon Basin. So thank you for praying. Thank you for giving. And thank you for going. And now all Kay has to do is raise $47,000. So give her a round of applause as she comes, please. Do you have a microphone? Okay. Wow, you're hard to follow, especially Tony. <laughs> On every table, you'll find a sheet. It says my 2023-24 faith promise. 
and it doesn't look like it, but the bottom is a tear-off, and you have the opportunity to help us reach those who are waiting to know Jesus. And you saw from, uh, wow, what an illustration, how many people are still waiting to know the Lord. So um, all you have to do is just check those boxes, make a decision about what your part will be. This is a faith promise between you and the Lord. Um, we, we take them up and we do have um, a, a part of it to tear off. We don't call you, we don't email you, we don't, we may remind you, but we don't uh, badger you. That's between you and what the Lord uh, tells you this morning will be your part to help win others to Jesus. And I just am always reminded that uh, the Jesus Film Ministry, which is a part of Nazarene Compassionate Ministries, um, for every $3, someone is one to the Lord. And you have a part in that when you uh, give through Faith Promise. So if you'll tear off that bottom strip once you fill it out and keep that for yourself. Um, I think we have some people, Shannon, you were going to have some people help uh, collect those this morning. And while you're doing that, we have a video and um, it will show you exactly uh, many of the things that we've done this year that to uh, uh, participate, how your faith promise monies were spent um, across the street and around the world. And I believe that's going to show right now while you're, uh, if you'll just hold up your hand when you get that filled out, we'll come collect them.
Oh, boy. 